Shoujo fans! Welcome to episode 7 of Shoujo Sunday. This week we'll be discussing episodes 19 to 21 of Maid-sama. Let's dig in. keep this super short since we left off on a cliffhanger. So we left off with Misaki and Usui being paired up for the final leg of the footman audition for the butler cafe that Maki, the vice president of Miyabigaoka, wants to open by buying out maid latte and replacing it. So it brings us to episode 19, which I think is titled Re-Paired in the Footman Audition. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was um, on the, the sub anyway. Also- So here oh, is sorry. our- I'm Oh, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to be like, I wanted to applaud you for getting Miyabi Gaoka like right, like in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I like had to really pause and think about it for a second. <laughs> I know I was screwing that up last episode, guys. So I'm clap at home. <laughs> thank you. All the snaps. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to roll it into our soft serve summary of episode 19. So we are still at the footman audition for this butler cafe that might replace maid latte. And they are starting with a task to set a table for afternoon tea. Usui does this expertly and he and Misaki get to sit and enjoy the tea together after the task. The last task of the competition involves serving Maki, the judge. While preparing for this task on the high stage, Misaki panics when Yukimura comes over to talk to Usui, knowing that he'll recognize her. She slips before Usui can catch her. To break her fall, Usui throws himself off of the stage so that she'll land on him instead of the floor. It's very clear that he's injured, particularly his left arm, but he insists that he's fine and that he can continue to perform the final task. Misaki tries to handle all of the physical butler tasks so that Usui doesn't further hurt himself while serving Maki. However, Maki can tell that Usui is injured and eggs him on to do more physical things for him. Usui eventually elects to play the violin, which was beautiful and really added to the atmosphere, but was obviously hurting him more and more as he played. Eventually, Misaki begs him to stop, and Maki calls her selfish for insisting that he needs immediate medical treatment. Misaki refutes this, claiming that a good cafe is a caring environment, and this causes Maki to have a change of heart after the auditions are over. Tora, however, smirks, and it seems as though he still has some mischief up his sleeve. After everything's over, Misaki visits Usui at his place for the very first time and takes care of him, going so far as to cook for him, which means badly overcooking some rice into soup consistency, and she even helps him unbutton his shirt. She apologizes for relying on him so much, and he sweetly admits that he's relied on her too. So with that, we're moving into episode theme. Did you have a theme for this episode, Chica? Uh, yes, I had two. Cool. One, teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, I love it. And um, teenagers are selfish. Okay. Yes. 
They are. I feel like <laughs> they are. I was. Teenagers are self. <laughs> I mean, yes, I was too. Yeah. And I feel that even though Misa was right stopping because Uzui's hand was like literally like badly like effed up and everything. I also think that she was being selfish <laughs> at certain points. I think that it's also part of her character thing. I feel like, like okay, ooh, I'm getting into like so many things and it's like we're just supposed to be getting into themes. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. For themes I had, treating your employees better will create a better work environment, therefore creating a more ideal space for customers. <laughs> and also, you are not a burden to your friends when you're both relying on each other. Ooh, yes. Oh, thanks. Yes, I like that one, yes. Yeah, I, I thought this was an interesting episode overall. I guess that could be under sprinkles on top that I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, and I think that as for a symbol, I know that we've been kind of scarce with that, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much symbolism's really in Made Sama either, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, like... You know, sometimes it's not as deep it can be, but not like all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the symbol, you know, we see the cat again, Uzui's cat. Mm -hmm. And Misa comes into the apartment and the cat immediately hisses. And I feel like that's also Mizaki actually at the same time. Because I feel like she meets people and then she hisses and then she's nice. So it's like, like a sweet and sour patch kid. First she's sour, then she's sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My only sprinkle on top is more of a joke than anything, I guess. I guess he really, <laughs> I guess he really fell for her, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was great. That's great. Thank you. I'll take all the awards. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on from that awful joke into Floats Your Boat. Would you like to give us one of your likes? Yeah, so um, I'm also going to admit I'm kind of a bit sparse on my likes. I will say that I think that they do work well together, Usui and Misa. I think that they work very well together, which is good. It helps when you're doing competitions and you can rely on your partner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in one of the next episodes, Yukimura says that they're the golden combination. And I think you can really see that shine through with the way they work together so seamlessly through this competition. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how Usui knew how to set the table for a high class tea party. I feel like it's hinting that he's very familiar with something like that, and maybe it's a subtlety to his character and his background. I, and I like that that kind of subtlety was put into the writing, if so. I don't know if you can hear that motorcycle, right, but I, for sure went by. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. Okay, it was very loud. <laughs> yeah, so my likes are sparse, so my next like is literally the it happened at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh boy, okay. <laughs> so... I have, like, more, like, other stuff, I guess. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your likes? <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was nice that they were able to have tea together, and that was a nice little part of the audition that was kind of unexpected, that they just kind of got to sit down and eat at the table. They spent so much time stressing over setting, and it was extra funny that Shiro and Kuratatsu were jealous of Usui for getting the chance to have tea with Misaki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just loved them being used as, like, our comic relief. Yeah. They're, like, perfect for it. Every time they're on screen, I smile. <laughs> they're just so good. So being the romance girl, 
The way that Misaki's eyes shone when she saw that Usui was okay after falling. Just the care in her eyes and I could tell that like she felt so bad. So I just kind of tugged at my heart there. And just the way that she was so perceptive and took on the physical tasks of the serving part of the audition. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. She was... <laughs> going over the top but it was so considerate of her yeah and i think that that's really like one of her best character traits is that if she sees somebody that's like hurt or if she sees that she's able to help in any way then she gives like 110 percent. yeah absolutely i love that about her so much also, adding to the list of things that Usui can do, he can play the violin. I wrote, be still my heart. <laughs> he is like Wonder Boy. He truly is. <laughs> and I guess it could be kind of almost a banana split that he's just pushing through the pain for the sake of Misaki in the cafe and knowing how much it means to them. Just what a guy. A lot. But what a guy. Yeah, I mean... Oh, that's more of a banana split, I guess. But I like that he's helping Mizaki. But at the same time, I'm kind of questioning if he's truly doing it for... I don't even think he's doing it for Satsuki. I think he's just doing it for Mizaki. Yeah, I could absolutely see that being the case. I feel like Misaki is not only his top priority, but perhaps his only priority. And motivator. Yes. Yeah. That's banana split quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, I feel like this almost goes without saying that Misaki did the right thing by stopping the task for Usui's injuries. The fact that, Ma anyway, I'm not going to get into, you know, Maki as an entire human being belongs in Ice Cream, <laughs> you scream. But just like, Misaki did the right thing by stopping the task for Usui. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, I should have added that that she stopped it. I think that that's really important. I think she just knew that Maki was just going to continue on. And like, I think that it was right for Mizaki to stop because you don't want irreparable damage to happen to Uzui's arm just for like this competition. Yeah, absolutely. It is nice, though, that Maki was able to have a change of heart and a change in perspective after hearing what Misaki had to say about how to treat customers and employees and stuff. That was nice, I say with a shrug, but it was nice. <laughs> I think it was good that he was thinking about it, but then I also feel like that's just a disconnect in, you know, maybe it's like a class thing. Well, a class thing, but also an age thing, because they are still in high school and stuff. And I feel like regular bosses, they're used to managing people and they're also used to like taking in how their employees are. So a good manager would be able to know, OK, something's happening with my employee. I should talk to them about it, give them time off or, you know. And so I think that even well, we'll give Maki's parents the benefit of the doubt. But I think that even if the dad is like the head of a company, I think that's something that you need to know as a boss. So it's good that Maki understood this so that when he, I guess, takes over his dad's company, then he can legitimately think about how to treat his employees well. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing that he learned it in a safe environment rather than out in the real world when he could have some really bad consequences if he made the wrong choices. Yeah. 
I have one last floats your boat. Did you still have one? During Mount Misaki helping Uzui at his apartment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It was what Uzui said. Is that yours too? I mean, it was kind of like just the entire like thing. Like the whole scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, we're, we're, we're twinning in that. I liked the overall scene, but I feel like what really tugged on my romantic heartstrings was him telling her, you know, after she's like, talking about relying on him so much and her actually feeling bad about it and he's just like you're just right for me mm. girl i was like "Ooh, to the moon oh yes yes yeah okay love interest again <laughs> <laughs> just that entire tender moment between them i mean she cooked so poorly and he was just so excited that she made something for him that he was like, I wouldn't possibly leave anything left over. And of course, the fan service almost in a way of just like that tease of her having to help him unbutton his shirt and she's like blushing and you know, it's kind of like she can't handle it, we can't handle it. <laughs> it's like so cute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was fully, I was here for all of it. I think the only thing I wasn't here for was, like, her pushing him. I was like, come right. on. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that is an injured boy. <laughs> I get you're embarrassed, but you don't need to physically shove him anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, I thought it was really just perfect chef kiss. Like, yes. Yes, I also love that we got to see Glasses Usui again. I'm a fan of Glasses Usui. Yes, me too. I'm also a fan of his kitten. Yeah. Yeah. She's very cute. You know, we're cat people on this podcast. Very much. Only one of us is allergic, <laughs> but we're cat people. <laughs> we love the cats. We love the kittens. Mm -hmm. so. Do you want to... I'm assuming you have some banana splits because you said you had some other stuff. Yes. Yes. So um, I did have banana splits. I have one. Actually, okay. I lied. I just have one banana split because part of this is really like hot fudge. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, so my banana split is what does them winning this butler thing have to do with them saving Maid Latte? Right. I don't know what the end goal is. Maybe they said it in the last episode and maybe we forgot, but just the writing on this is I have no idea. Because the thing is for me, it's just like, okay, are you just proving that Maid Latte already had quality people and so people should just go to Maid Latte? But then that's such like a convoluted way of telling people to just support Maid Latte. So I just, I didn't really understand what they would gain from it. And because I was questioning that, I was also just kind of like iffy about Uzui hurting himself the way that he did to save Masaki. Because like, yes, save her, but then also to put yourself in harm's way for something that I don't even know how it would have saved Maid Latte. I thought that was kind of unnecessary. So that was my banana split. The whole stage. The whole stage. <laughs> what is up with this man? He loves to leave. I know. Keeps <laughs> before he thinks. That's what I wrote in all caps. The whole stage. He really did. <laughs> the whole stage. The whole building. Uzui, stop. Uzui, you need to keep both feet firmly planted on the ground at all times. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, do you know that Alanis Morissette song, like, Head Over Feet? Oh, I haven't heard it in a long time. That's what I was thinking about. I used to listen to Alanis, like, when I was reading Illegal Manga Online. I would listen to 
That's Alanis amazing. Songs. Oh my god. <laughs> That's an entire mood. I would listen to Alanis <laughs> and I would listen to Sade and I would just be like, okay, like we're getting R&B, we're getting like angst. <laughs> But it definitely gave me head over feet because he literally does this so much. Like, ooze we stop. <laughs> ooze we stop. I love that. I love that. Just as a statement, I feel like it's that's just going to keep coming up a lot. Ooze we stop. It's the very definition. Yeah. Just like stop. So when Yukimura spots Usui in the audition, he kind of runs up to him and he's like, oh my gosh, Usui, is that you? I didn't realize like you were part of this. And I thought that this was a really funny bit, but I just feel bad that Yukimura continues to get messed with. Just um, when Usui is like, my name is not Usui, like not with two T's as like a name. And I, I thought it was very funny, but just poor Yukimura. <laughs> he is so gullible he is poor baby but it's just like you just love him for it but it's just like bro and like Kano got it he was like you know what let's just go away <laughs> yeah I don't hate Kano as much these days he's kind of faded into the background and he just kind of adds a little thing here and there but yeah yeah I mean he can fade into the background in jail yeah. right oh my god <laughs> in jail for me guys you know I'm never gonna let that drugging thing go but I mean rightfully so I truly don't know why he's still at that school yeah Hey Shoujo fans, it's Editing Gianna here again. I'm unfortunately back with another trigger warning for you. So, with this being a Miyabiga Oka episode, there is mention of rape between timestamps 17 minutes and 17 seconds through 18 minutes and 9 seconds. So, if that's something you are not comfortable hearing us talk about, just skip ahead to like the 18 minutes and 15 seconds marker. So, but yeah, back to the show. Did you have any hot fudge? I don't. I don't think anything I have under ice cream, you scream, could be considered a hot take. Okay, so this is my hot take, but I feel like this is sort of a prevalent thing anytime the Miyabi Gaoka guys are in the picture. I am so sick of that president rapist, mm. like almost rapist, yeah. just walking around free. And I was just like, jail him, extort him, let him die. Because, <laughs> like, I just, to me, when Maki said that he was going to buy a made latte, and I was just like, Mizaki, if you don't go to the police station right now and talk about how he almost raped you at that school, you would solve the problem. You don't have to even do this competition because they're going to be all up in court. And the parents would try to pay her off so that it doesn't get on his record. And then they would leave Made Latte alone. Like, they're playing dirty. And sometimes, you know, you can extort people and you can get stuff out of it. I know that's bad. No, no, don't extort people. <laughs> don't. Like, don't. Uh, We're, we I'm are not. not. I'm not condoning <laughs> it in that sense. <laughs> I'm saying in this particular situation. This fictional situation. <laughs> in this fictional situation, extort. Extort people. Get the money. Get the bag. Okay? You could pay off that house. Okay? You could get the repairs done to your house, Masaki. Find a sense of style find a sense of style y'all don't have to like win contests to get food anymore you got made latte it's all straight just extort these rich people because they would literally go to jail if you just talked about what actually like happened even in that point you don't even have to go to the police station go to their parents they will have to open up that checkbook, okay? <laughs> That's how I would go with it. So that was my hot fudge thing because I just 
Like, y'all aren't going to make me work extra when I have a trick up my sleeve. Yeah, I would definitely say that extortion falls under a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this instance, guys, I'm not saying to just do it regular life. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Real life is scary. But like, oh, my God. <laughs> extort the hoe. Get that money. <laughs> Oh my god. My other hot fudge thing, although I was glad, I was proud, I did put it in my, or I agreed with you about Mizaki stopping the, the competition because Uzui's arm was so bad, but like, girl, stop it right after he fell. Right! <laughs> like, yeah, like, why did she even let it continue? That was a bad fall, and every time he falls, he always has to get, like, wrapped up real quick. You know, I wouldn't have prolonged it, and I think that, because, like, at that point, like, screwed made latte, screw screw that. Like, y'all are hurting kids here. Uh-uh. Well, even, like, above that, the guys that are holding the audition should have called it off. Like, it shouldn't have been, like, up to Misaki to even say anything. Right. Just the fact that it's like, yeah, we're gonna let this guy who just fell several feet and is clearly injured, you can see bruising already on his wrist. Like, as the next employer we're going to say you should keep working. Should Everybody should have walked out at that instance. Honestly, extort him again. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is not even one person. This is two people. This is a tough case. You can't beat that. Right. And at least there, there were like a bunch of witnesses yes. to Usui's. And I mean, like, I don't want to, like, get too, like, real or dark, but I feel like a lot of, like, the Miyabigaoka guys would look out for Tora if anything were to be taken to the authorities. So I don't know legally what right, Misaki yeah. could have done as far as proving things goes, but I don't want to hang on this too long because it's very sad. I would try. I would try in this in this situation. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I would try. And then, oh yeah, Satsuki saying, oh, that nothing else bad happens. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, screw thoughts and prayers, man. Y'all, call the police again. I would have called the police. Right. Shut it down. Like, shut like, this down. They're harming minors as the adult. You could have done that. Yeah, yeah. So that was my hot fudge, guys. Yeah, and I, I touched on this in the last episode, but didn't Maki say that his father was the one who was going to buy out Maid Latte? Like, why is it being run by high schoolers, this audition? I don't understand. I don't understand it either, because to be honest, that child is ruining whatever reputation his parents had by acting like an ass the way that he is. Yeah. The fact that Uzui, like, because I never forgot about this, guys. The fact that Mizaki literally put Uzui's hand on her chest so that she could keep playing this competition. Are you serious? And they just, like, smirked and watched, and they knew. Yeah, I'm just like, this is definitely, I'm sure it's against the law because you can't have people applying for jobs and then have them going through this rigmarole for a job. Yeah. Getting into Ice Cream You Scream, there was, um... An instance where, what, I think Misaki, of course, why does stuff always happen to her when she just wants to use the bathroom? She walks to the bathroom and she sees Tora and she knows that she'll have to like go into the men's room. And when she gets back, her and Usui kind of have a little back and forth. And he says to her while like pulling her into like this weird embrace when they're both supposed to be men in this situation. He's like, if you act recklessly again, I'll have to 
to punish you in public where people can hear him. I just put yikes, yikes all around. I That was weird. Yeah, definitely. I just, the power imbalance. I just feel like there's just a better way to like go about it. Like, so when she said like, why are we talking about this in public? I was just like, yes, why? Exactly, yeah. Uzui j- just no. Uzui stop. <laughs> Uzui stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already touched on this and I didn't want to rant on it earlier, but the sheer fact that Maki calls Misaki selfish for wanting to get medical treatment for Usui. What? First of all, medical treatment is a necessity and it's not a want. There's nothing selfish about it. Secondly, she wanted it for Usui, not for herself. So that's not by definition not selfish. I hated that so much. It made me so angry. I'm having trouble with words tonight. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Y'all, don't apologize. I've also been bad. I think when it comes to him bringing up her being selfish, I like legitimately thought about it. Now, I think in this regard, she was not being selfish because she wanted to help his arm not have irreparable damage. And this competition wasn't do or die. They didn't need the job. So... Finishing the competition didn't necessarily like matter. So was she selfish in asking for him to get help? No. But is Misaki selfish? Yes. I think that all teenagers are selfish in a way. Like, follow me, guys. Follow me. The reason why I would say that Mizaki is selfish is that in doing all of these things, and she recounted it when she was talking to Uzui, was the fact that she owes him so much because he's always helping her. And I feel that her realizing that is her realizing her selfishness. In that the way that she can ignore that continuously, because this has been going on for some episodes, like everything has literally been going like her way. It's her life and he intruded into it. But her goals, her desires, her wishes, he has been there supporting her. And I mean, yes, he's been wrong. Like that's why we have an Uzui stop thing right now. But everything has been like going the way that she wanted it to go. And even in not recognizing her own feelings when he knows his feelings, that in and of itself, I feel can be selfish. And that I think even if she subconsciously is trying to act like she doesn't get it, I think that she does get it. And she does know that he's there. And it's not like she's turning him down, but she's not saying yes either. So they're in limbo as a couple because of her decisions. What they do on a day-to-day basis is based off of her life. And even just now, like she came to his house in this episode for the very first time. And meanwhile, like he has done all of this stuff or whatever for her. And like, this is the first time that she's seeing his house. Like, I think that Mizaki is selfish in that respect. Uh, Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but I wonder if it's more that she's just not ready because she's had this deep-seated hatred for men. And I think she even said it maybe in this episode or she thought it in one of these three episodes that she really just thought that Usui was some player and some guy that just made girls cry and hurt girls. And then she has found out that he's so much more than that. And that's not him at all. It's just that it's unrequited feelings on the girl's part. I think it's more so that she isn't ready to take the leap. 
Although I do wish that she would. Yeah. I mean, I know that's the point of the show, but we're we're so close to getting there. We're in the last like six episodes now. Yeah. We're at the tail end. But um I don't know. Cause like I would say that she doesn't get it, but I feel that at this point she gets it. She just doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like when you have, when you know something, but you don't want to admit it to yourself. I think Mizaki's been like that for a couple of episodes now. So that's why, and not acknowledging it, even though it's in the back of her mind, that's why I think it's a little selfish for her to not just acknowledge it, that it's there. Like she knows it's there. She just doesn't want to acknowledge it. At least that's how I see it as like a viewer. Yeah, I think it's something that she just keeps consciously suppressing so that she doesn't have to address it. But she's going to have to address it because it's affecting- She needs to do it. It's affecting everyone around them too because they see it happening and they want them to just get together already and it is very cute and I love those moments but I don't know how much longer it can be dragged out realistically when it's so obvious that those little moments with him clearly mean so much to her yeah do you have any other ice cream you scream I do. I just, and I'm not going to expand on it because we've already talked about it, but just I'm sick of hearing the R word. Yeah. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. I'm so over it. Yeah, same. Yeah. But that's that's that on that, really. All right. Episode 20 is the vice president's a prince? Question mark. So here is our soft serve summary. Yukimura's seven-year-old little sister, Ruri, has been ignoring him lately, and this upsets him. When she sees Yukimura with Usui outside of school, she is immediately so taken by Usui that she wants to go on a date with him and calls him a prince. After some convincing, Misaki and Yukimura get Usui to go on a date with Ruri and be the prince to her princess for a day. Misaki, Yukimura, Kano and Aoi all watch from the shadows. Aoi went so far as to make a princely outfit for Usui that he'd requested for the date the day before. However, while watching, Yukimura becomes sad, saying that it's no wonder that Ruri would prefer to spend time with Usui rather than him. So, Misaki and company devise plans to get Ruri to turn her attention to Yukimura instead of Usui. Unfortunately, they don't work out. Ruri runs off into a nearby cafe and startles the waitstaff, who almost knock over a china cabinet onto her. Usui stops it from falling, and Yukimura leaps onto Ruri to shield her from the blast that luckily didn't come. Ruri, at first, tries to push Yukimura away and claims she won't apologize for causing trouble because she's a princess and princesses don't apologize. However, a second later, she cries that she's sorry and hugs her brother and apologizes to the cafe staff. Suddenly the plot changes, and Aoi is taking photos and has somehow enlisted the help of Kano, Yukimura, and the three idiots for the rest of the episode. When removing the SD card from the camera in public, for some reason, after the photo shoot, a random person pushes Aoi, and they drop the SD card over the railing they were leaning on and onto the ground below. Misaki comes by in time to see this, and they all help Aoi find the SD card, all claiming to be their friend in a sweet moment and ultimately finding the card in the end. So, was there a theme in there for you? <laughs> was there a theme in this episode? Um, the theme is get your kids online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my- <laughs> get your kids. Oh my god. Get your kids online. <laughs> Oh my god, don't put a seven-year-old on a date with, like, a 17-year-old. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, also, 
I put with a bunch of question marks at the end, a true friend will have your back and look out for you because it seems to be the only interlacing link between these two plots that have been smushed together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any sprinkles on top? No, sorry, y'all. For this episode, it's fine. I keep saying I'm not going to do Oran parallels, but literally there's an entire episode of Oran High School Host Club about a princely big brother. Mm. And I'm just saying the parallels are there. And it was my immediate thought was like Nekazawa and his little sister and her wanting to be Takumi's. Oh my god, what's his name? I'm thinking of Tamaki. Tamaki. I'm thinking of Usui. Yeah. See, the names are similar. Yeah. The names are similar. And they're both blonde men. <laughs> and they're both blonde princely men. Okay, come on now. Come on. You all can't blame me. Don't blame her at all. Yeah, well, I, I already forget it. Uh, Kirimi wants to be Tamaki's little sister and not Nakazawa's and Oran's. And it's like a whole thing. And they have to like set up a plot to make him seem like the princely big brother. So anyway, I just, I was really feeling Oran when this episode started. So moving on into Floats Your Boat, would you like to share a like? Okay, so before we learned her personality for real, I think Ruri is cute. I think she's depicted cute. Well, depicted? Yeah. Yeah, she's depicted very cute as, like, a little kid. I thought she was, like, very cute. Her attitude, something else. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> as a, a little person, very cute. I thought initially it was kind of going to continue to parallel the Oran storyline because Kirimi is just a sweet little bean. But Ruri is out of line, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It's like, I'm trying to do this floats your boat, but... Ooh, child, okay. Let me tell you, I know y'all can't do corporal punishment no more, but the way I would have been popped <laughs> if I was talking the way that Ruri was at oh her God. age, don't, I mean, don't, don't hit your kids, y'all. But I mean, it would never have been me. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt so bad for Yukimura this whole episode. Yeah. But I do want to, I know I have like a handful of like specific floats your boat stuff, I guess. Honestly. Same. I love at the beginning of the episode, Usui is eating a lollipop in the student council room and Misaki takes it away saying that there's no candy allowed in there. And he just casually alludes to her having given it to him the day before at Maid Latte. It like pops up as a thought bubble and she just quickly hushes him. I just thought it was a really silly moment between them. I love the innuendos. Oh, gosh. You know, he loves to do them. Yeah. I, I My innocent little mind didn't even go there. <laughs> don't worry i'm on the dark side enough for both of them wow <laughs> yeah, okay just, just calm me down with you <laughs> yeah oh goodness so something i liked about the overall episode at least in the first half is that i guess the asides into different landscaping different sort of like animations that we're used to i really appreciate that so one yukimura looking off at the sea and then mizaki was like being there with him oh yeah that was a really good moment yeah that was really cute i was just like okay what how's this gonna go like you know because i was seeing the cliff i know they had the ocean but i was thinking lion king i was just like okay is ruri just gonna appear and we're gonna just be like nah like you know you know where i was going with that y'all anyway i thought it was like gonna be like that but it wasn't but i thought it was very very cute that they were like big brother big sister like bonds i also like how uzui liked mizaki being so joyful that he like went along with it even though he was not into going on a date with a seven-year-old which i 
completely understand. Yeah, I more than understand. (laughs) Yeah, like I certainly wouldn't want to be in that predicament. So just the fact that just the links, I mean, we know the like stupid links he'll go to to make Misaki happy. But it was in this instance, a sweet thing. This is just a, like, a one sentence, not digging too deep. Just the fact that Aoi took the time to make a prince outfit for Usui. Like, that's super awesome. Yeah, and I also like that Usui acknowledged Aoi's skills. Yeah. To even ask in the first place and stuff. Yeah, that must have felt so validating for them. Yeah. Aoi's nose growing (laughs) when uh, Misa was complimenting him. I loved it. I was just like, yes. Yeah, I love touches like that in the animation that just bring out the character and the humor more. Yeah. When they're on the date and Usui and Ruri are in the botanical garden, instead of paying attention to Ruri, Usui is just staring at Misaki in the shadows, like in the bushes. And Aoi's like, so he really wanted to just go on a date with you, huh? And I just love how amazingly upfront they are. And just the sheer fact that Usui was not even trying to hide that he was just staring at Misaki. It was so funny. Yeah, I really like the fact that the side characters are like acknowledging what's going on. It almost feels like they're breaking the fourth wall. So they're like watching with yes, us. Yes, <laughs> I really like that. I also, I liked that we got so many sightings in this episode. We got Suzuna, we got Satsuki, Sakura, Shizuku, and the, the cram school boys. <laughs> the cram school like, okay. boys even, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking too, like, we hadn't seen anything of Sakura and Shizuko since the awful episodes. Oh no, wait, no. I think there was one after that. The concert one? Yeah, the concert one. Was after that when they spied on Usui? I think that might have been. Oh yeah, yeah. Since then. And that was a long time ago, it feels like. Yeah, it does feel like a long time. I'm glad that we were able to, like, see them. Yeah, it's nice that they kind of pop back through. It makes me wonder if they're going to be in the plot of an episode soon, before the end. I think the way that things are going, it's been so heavily focused on uh, Mizaki that I think these last episodes are going to be more about Usui. So it might be like they're more background and we get more sightings versus them having a plot. But we'll see. They might split it up like this episode was and just all of a sudden we have a plot like with them. I, oh, I, anyway, (laughs) split up episode. (laughs) Not a fan. Um, (laughs) But I do, I do think it was very nice that Misaki wanted to come up with a plan to boost Yukimura's image in Ruri's eyes. And again, all I'm thinking of is Oran when I'm a handsome princely big brother. Um, That's all I was thinking of. Yeah. It was just very sweet of her to go to those lengths and the, the hilarity that ensued afterwards, like Kano not being able to go through with the first plan, which was him like supposed to be picking a fight or like being a burglar or something. And the second plan was supposed to be like the three idiots picking a fight and what was it i don't know if there was another plan but kano was too scared and shy the three idiots were supposed to cause trouble but and they messed up right they went first yeah but i feel like was that even in like ruri's eyesight like i feel like it wasn't clear it seemed like it could have easily been fixable but they didn't do anything with it that's more banana split i guess like (laughs) just like it all like it all happened so fast and it was so chaotic that it was kind of hard to follow in ways for me I don't know if maybe it's just me. But it got to a point where it's just like, we can't even react. We're just watching. It really, <laughs> no, it really, I don't think I have 
any comments for the second half of the episode because I was like, what the f- what's Same. going on? Like, what happened? Same. <laughs> Honestly, like, they really could have done without the second half of the episode, to be honest. Yeah, if they fleshed out the first half more, it would have been the length of the whole episode that they needed filler for. Oh, and then that was the only float your boat set thing that I had for that first half and um, the second half I didn't really well we just admitted that we didn't really care for that much for the second half but I just said I like that Owie was putting people to work for their internet career yeah that that was funny and I mean I guess at the end when everybody reassures Owie that they're all their friends yeah was really really nice that was a good moment I like that and of course one thing from the first half just one last thing when Yukimura just goes in to save Rory from danger despite her not treating him well god what a cinnamon roll i want the world for him you know <laughs> Man, Rui, mm. Mm. i'm glad that she saw reason and apologized like she was supposed to yeah yeah i think a stronger parental presence would kind of straighten her out. I'm not saying that in a corporate way. I'm just saying that in general for like discipline. I think um, she shouldn't be slighting her brother. And it was good that he was like there for her. And I think actually that could be another last thing is just the way that Yukimura was there for Ruri like the entire episode, even when she was being like a brat. Yeah. Like when she fell, he was almost in tears Mm -hmm. when she like fell on her, like it hit her head. And you know, saved her and he had to get that extra gumption to tell her to like cut that shit out so that she could go apologize and everything. Like he's a very good brother. He really is. As we're moving out of Floats Your Boat, it just occurred to me right now in this moment, and I'm so sorry to bring this up. This isn't the little sister that they were referencing in a way earlier episode about like what underwear and stuff, right? That has to be a different little sister. I have to think that there's an older little sister. I thought it was older sister. No, because it was little sister day at Maid Latte. So Misaki was hearing about like little sister everywhere she went. And they were talking to Yukimura about his little sister. And if he knows, like, I... I am screaming. I'm so sorry that this is... My brain went there. I am screaming. Guys, I'm refraining from (laughs) screaming because... Y'all use headphones, but I am screaming. Oh my god. Like, literally, he has to have another younger sister. And that doesn't make it okay. He has to have another one. It doesn't make it okay. She's gotta be in middle school. It makes me shake less from anger. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. He has a middle sister as well. We are just deciding that because if not... Yeah, that is canon now. It's canon. I guess that's my hot fudge. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Hot, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any hot fudge? Girl, okay. Oh, okay. So, they use the R word again. Yep. Oh my god. Three times in this episode. Three times? Three? No. Yeah, three times. I counted because I was so over it. I'm very sick of it. That's the thing. I mean, I know it's a product of its time, but if Black Eyed Peas, actually, yeah. So let's get into it. Black Eyed Peas, they had this song, Let's Get It Started, right? Yeah. It used to be Let's Get Our Word. 
and they changed it to I, let's get it started. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. So, and they had to do it because people were like, nah, this is messed up. And they changed it. So, and they did that back then. Let's Get It Started came out way before this anime. So if they can do that, this translation thing, y'all, y'all bugging. Y'all can't be saying this type of stuff. If they can do that way back then, because Let's Get It Started, uh, I'd have to Wikipedia it. But at least came out before 2006. And more recently, as far as making informed changes to media, Lizzo just changed lyrics to a song because of, like, controversy around an ableist lyric. Like, we should be doing that as well for, like, translations of anime. Right, right. Because, like, the way I see it, I don't know who translated this. I don't know if this is official translation either. But if this was official translation, people would have your job. Yes. So let's not keep using the R word. It's wrong. Be better. So another hot fudge that I had was just about Ruri in general. Ruri is bad as hell. Wanting to be a princess is one thing. And it's like, I get it. Like you're a kid. You have your active imagination. But I don't understand. Maybe that's just a thing because... For those that don't, like, I grew up in an immigrant household. When it comes to family, you don't speak ill about the family outside. Now, I mean, it's different when you, like, grow up. But when I was little, you could not catch me talking because, I mean, I was scared what would happen if I went home. But still, you could not catch me talking bad about my older sisters when I went to school. And especially in front of their, like, face. Where is the home training? Because you don't have to get popped to know that that's not something that you should be doing. And plus, they look exactly alike. So I don't know why the her her classmates were like, oh, that's her neighbor. They look alike. Yeah. Like, they're like those siblings that is like, oh, like, you know what I'm talking about, listeners. Like, the siblings, like, you see them and it's just like, oh, the parents just copy pasted. Like, every <laughs> single child, they got the same face. Yeah. Same hair. Like, it was just like that. And I think that in general, the fact that one, that she manipulated her brother into getting a date with one of his classmates, I thought that that was wrong. And I feel like that also means she's knowledgeable that she's causing harm to her older brother and that this is the only time you gave him praise and he's trying to do something for you. And then he does it. And then he's even sort of trying to defend her honor. I know it was like sort of a lie, like when they had all those different shenanigans happening um, with Uzui and the three idiots and Kano and, and stuff, but literally trying to like defend her honor, be that big brother. And he she was just like, oh, I hate you. And it's just like, what? He literally made this date happen and you hate him? Yeah. Like, I feel like you wrapped up a bunch of my ice cream you screams into like one big like point. Hot fudge. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm so with you 100%. Like, the only praise he has gotten from his sister is about being friends with Usui. People act like Yukimura is like this pathetic, unlovable creature and apparently like ugly is hinted at in this episode and like it just it makes no sense at all because he really is just like a soft marshmallow you know he is so nice and like he's like i don't look like a prince anymore because he used to play a prince for his sister he looks exactly like he does drawn in the flashback nothing's changed nothing has changed she's just bad that's it and i think that that's not even really on yukimura himself i think it's really up to his parents 
to like get that under control because you can't just have your child going off and acting these things out because that's definitely going to mess up whatever like work that she's doing at school and I would know because I was a daydreamer and I had to get myself together but granted I wasn't talking mess about my siblings when I was at school so there's that yeah but yeah I just feel like she was just bad and I don't even feel like her apology at the end really redeemed it all because she was doing what she was supposed to. Yeah, I like I don't understand how the conflict even got resolved. Again, it was like things happening so fast. Like she was still bratty after he saved her. Yeah. But then just apologized two seconds later. Like I felt like I missed something. Like I'm confused. Like how how was anything solved? Right. And how did she even say like, oh, you know, like, like, you are my big brother, you helped save me because even after like directly after he saved her from almost being crushed by that cabinet, she was still like princesses don't apologize. And I was just like, girl, don't let me come through the screen. Yeah, he literally almost could have gotten like crushed. And you ran into this establishment. And then I feel like the final thing, because we already mentioned this at the start of the episode, is why would you even hide in the damn bushes? She is in an elementary school. She should be supervised. Get out of the damn bushes. Right. A date. Yeah, maybe it could have been like she comes and hangs out with them as a group for a day. Right. Gets to like be a part of the big kid group or something. I feel like a date with Prince Usui is like something funny a seven-year-old could say, but is not something that should be acted upon. Like it's weird. It is weird. If you, as a child... Just because somebody looks good doesn't mean that you should go on a date with them as a child. Because that's how kids get kidnapped. Yes. Yeah. And like, she's doing this and it's like, okay, yes, you did it in front of your brother. So you're safe. But that's not good behavior. So what happens if the next person that's good looking comes by and she's like, oh, let's go on a date. And he's a literal pervert, which I had a like a minor note on that of I'm tired of Mizaki calling Uzui a pervert because there are real perverts that were in this series. Yeah. And Uzui, as annoying as he is, is not one of them. Yeah. The joke is definitely old on that front. Yeah. It's old. He's not perverted. Let's stop because we're not going to mix apples and oranges. And that's what she was doing by calling him that. But when it comes to this particular situation, I don't think I would have given in to her. I don't know why they were hiding behind anything. I think you should supervise like your children because that's how they get taken. Everyone listening to this podcast is grown. So this (laughs) doesn't really apply to you. But don't just follow strangers because they look good. Stranger danger. Yeah. Stranger danger. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said with the theme, get your kids in line. So... For me, it's my cat, and uh, she's actually not even interested in the outdoors at all. I tried. I cracked the door open when I was getting a package, and I I let her kind of like, she like sort of stuck her head out cautiously and like sniffed around and then ran back inside like she saw something horrifying. (laughs) It was a beautiful day. They have those carrier things, right? Do you have one of those? Yeah, I I just bought it for her because the move is in. uh, I'm I'm moving, guys. I'm moving to an apartment in a couple weeks. Um, So I got her like a fancy carrier so she doesn't have to go into the box that came from the shelter. I have it out on my floor and she keeps like low key inspecting it, but not going all the way inside. I'm trying to think if I need to like put something in there to get her used to it, but we'll see. I love my cat, y'all. 
She's all over my Instagram story, if you like cats, and she's the most special cat in the world, and I will say it till the end of days. <laughs> she's so cute, guys. I think that Soleil is a very cute cat. Oh, thank and, you. I mean, she is the Shoujo Sunday mascot, low-key, so oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know I went too long with my hot fudge. Do you have any ice cream you screams? I do. I guess I'll just say this. Where on earth did the plot go? The saving the sister was only half of the episode and now we're suddenly at a flea market taking pictures of Aoi. I'm like, what's happening? I checked twice just to make sure that I was still on the same episode and I didn't accidentally hit next with my remote or something. Like, this is a lesson in how not to do a filler episode. At least the last filler episode had a cute, interesting plot and a lot of comedic moments and there was a clear, like, beginning, middle, ending. This was a complete mess, in my opinion. Yeah, I just feel like they really could have just focused on the first plot. Yes. That's why we're kind of just done. The second plot, it doesn't really matter, guys. Like, if you want to go look at it, you could go check it out. It's on YouTube right now. I'm sure it's also on other places, but the second half of this episode was kind of ass. The only good thing... Thing about it was that Aoi like got validated yeah by their friends so yeah yeah that was nice to see yeah Aoi changes into what they call the noble maid costume and Kurotatsu says that that sounds kinky I just they are 14 Please, I'm clapping. Please stop. Like, oh my God. Been so sick of y'all praying on kids this entire episode. Listen, okay. Ooh. One of my other, what was that other thing I wrote at the top? I wrote it at the top and I didn't say it, but I'm just, I will resort to violence. Y'all need to leave children alone. Mm. I'm not playing with y'all. Seven years old and 14. Yeah. And a young 14 at that. Yeah. Just y'all uh, keep playing. Super over the sexualizing minors thing. Very over it. I, I just have one more ice cream you scream. I don't know if you want to toss anything in if you have anything. Nope. Nope. So as far as like <laughs> frustrations with the writing, some random person pushes owie like what is the motive in that like you see a kid looking at an sd card and it's like <laughs> i want to fuck this shit up like let's make them drop it I-, I i was just at that point i'm like this episode needs to end i just completely checked out at that point but for me is that owie gets so much shit literally everywhere at home at school And now you're trying to tell me it happens in public? Yeah. And it's not just automatic gang, gang, let's just beat this guy's ass? Yeah, so I was done. Yeah, I was super done at that point. Just just really, really stupid. Mm -hmm. Wanna (laughs) wanna go into episode 21? Yes, yes. All right, episode 21, Usui's rival, Shintani Hinata. Here is our soft serve summary. Seika High is in dire need of a cleanup, and Misaki tells the boys that they need to get to it. Yukimura ultimately convinces them to do a cleanup by offering refreshments for their hard work. Misaki struggles to shape rice balls when practicing, and Suzuna tells her to practice on bits of tissue instead of actual rice so as to not waste it. At school, Kano confronts Misaki about her feelings towards Usui, and she denies them. He also confronts Usui about his feelings towards Misaki, and he also insists that he doesn't want anything more. Of course, Kano is confused. He tries to get Yukimura's opinion while they make rice balls for the cleanup, but ends up thinking Yukimura has a crush on Misaki instead. The boys rush in just as everyone is finished making the rice balls, and they scarf them down. They're at least considerate enough to clean up the place before they leave. 
Misaki naps in a corner after eating her fully round, crunchy rice balls that no one wanted. Usui sneaks in and lets her rest on his shoulder while she sleeps. Kanu sees this through the door, and he's even more confused about their relationship. Meanwhile, a new boy was enrolled in Seika, and his name is Shintani Hinata. He's obsessed with food and always wants to be eating it. We learn that he moved back into town after living on a family farm to search for the love of his life, who happens to be named Misaki. She saved him and fed him cake in the hospital after he fell out of a tree as a kid. After racking her brain, Misaki realizes that it was her Shintani was looking for. Like his childhood, he climbs a tree, proclaiming that he's looking for Misaki. Misaki calls out the nickname she gave to him as a kid, Yukun, and he's surprised by the sound of it and slips out of the tree. This time, he lands on two feet, and he leaps to hug Misaki, the love of his life, while Usui watches from afar. Whew. Alright, episode theme ideas? Um... I actually didn't even. <laughs> After the last episode, you were so checked out. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just like, God, I'm sorry, y'all. It's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I have two themes. Okay. So the first one would be your first love can leave an impression on your heart forever. Ooh, yes. Or number two, what's the point of denying mutual feelings when it's obvious that you like each other? Mmm. That just felt like it came up a lot. It did, it did, yeah. Do you have any sprinkles on top? Sort of. Okay. It's not really a sprinkle. I mean, it sort of is. So, like, porridge. Like, (laughs) (laughs) porridge. Okay. (laughs) Because, um, you know, she, like, nursed him back to health with some porridge. And, like, he reminded her about it and stuff. And then she got in her little feelings. And I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. Tension. So, porridge. Um, I also had... Maybe this is more of a theme. Actually, this second was one was more of a theme, guys. So I've redeemed myself. Yes, rethemed yourself. Yes, it's <laughs> poverty brings forth wisdom. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it might not necessarily be a theme for this episode, but I think it's actually a theme for the whole series. Well, yeah, especially from uh, Susanna's front. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, she's just become so savvy on, like, workarounds and contests and just, like, little bits of t- tissue in place of rice to practice yeah but um moving on into floats your boat i loved that out of the gate that it was yukimura's sweetness that got the boys to do the cleanup right like it's like good cop bad cop yeah his soft boy approach made it more palatable for them. Right. Y'all can't go around treating Yukimura any type of way, okay? Because, like, he can get the job done, too. Yeah, he just has his own way of doing it. And I love it. So when Misaki sees Usui at home, she blushes immediately thinking of their tender embrace at his place. I just love how, like, she keeps having these flashbacks that remind her of her feelings and each time it just pushes her a little further towards him. Yeah, I'm ready for her to go full gauntlet. But yeah, I do like it when she has her flashbacks. It's just like, yes, girl, come on, come on. It's like the tortoise and the hare, right? You know, come on, get to the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know you, you already mentioned the porridge thing, but it was just so cute that I put it in my Felicity boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. We also had a faculty spotting. Yes, faculty. I was, okay, y'all see how bright I got? I got, we got two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got two people this time. One was an old, old man. And I was like, you are the reason why all these kids are doing all this work, aren't you? Because you should really be retired. But yeah. And then the other was the homeroom teacher. Yeah, the homeroom teacher, which he was young. So he doesn't have an excuse. Was he young? I thought he was balding on top. No, no, that was the old man. Oh, that was the old man. I guess I, I mixed up their, their hair <laughs> or lack thereof. Or maybe he had like a comb over. I couldn't tell. That's what I thought. Yeah. Maybe. Just like generic homeroom teacher. Yeah, generic homeroom man. Where were you when all of these things were happening? Right. And then you're telling these kids to clean up the school so y'all don't have janitors. Oh, sorry, y'all. I started getting attacked. Ice cream, you scream. All right. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. There's only, there, I don't have a whole lot of points overall for this episode. Yeah. Um, Like I only have three more floats your boat. I loved Kano's direct communication with both Misaki and Usui. Yes, me too. It felt like he was saying the things I've been trying to say for so long, just straight up saying she doesn't have to hide dating Usui and him telling Usui to date her. And it's like, I feel like it was really kind. It wasn't coming across as mean or pushy. Yeah, it actually, it gave me revelation, but it's a revelation that's in my banana split. But I appreciated him asking those questions because it really felt at that moment, it's just like, you know what? The side characters are one with the watchers. What is going on? It is episode 21. Yeah. Confess, like, what is this? Yeah, I'm really curious what other ways because we're on episode 21 so we have like five more episodes left or so so yeah i'm curious how they're gonna stretch it out for another hour and a half worth of content you know right yeah we'll see yeah do you have any other floats your boat outside of kano and the faculty member it's about hinata shitani or shitani oh the new student guys so i like that he's motivated by food i understand that motivation (laughs) and i like that they made a game out of like having him guess what food they had that was funny yeah that was really funny yeah. I just didn't find him super likable myself. I'm so sorry. I mean, outside of that, like, those are the bright spots. Him as a person, uh, whatever. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> it was a bit much, yeah. The last part that I liked was at the end of the episode. I mean, my likes are very short and sweet, which we already kind of... I feel like we already touched on Susanna. Just, it was great that she gave Misaki that tip about using bits of tissue instead of rice, not to waste the food. That was super smart and good improvisation. And sad. And sad. A little sad. <laughs> yeah, but I would rather not waste rice either, though. And if there's a way to do practice efficiently by not wasting food, I think it's a good... I don't know what the word is. I'm so sorry. I can talk. I, it was a good job. Good job on Susan's part. Yeah. I think it was good on her for figuring that out. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Usui letting Misaki nap on his shoulder was my only other your boat. Oh, yeah. Just because that's a romance. So cute. So cute. Yeah. The little touch of romance. Yeah. yeah. I think what I liked was at the end, I liked everybody's reaction to Shitani <laughs> hugging <laughs> Misaki because they were literally like, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally the text that flashed across the screen in orange bold letters in English was holy shit. (laughs) Like holy shit, yeah. It was just like, what? What? That was really funny. (laughs) That was hilarious. And so, yeah, so that made my floats your boot. Yeah. 
Do you have any banana split? Yeah, so my banana split, like, at first I thought this might be ice cream, you scream, but it's actually banana split because I'm more reflective than I am, like, upset by it. So I think that Uzui is just as emotionally unavailable as Mizaki is. Hmm. It's just that Mizaki doesn't understand it, and Uzui does. And so the reason why I say that is because Kano going like forward and asking those questions, normal people like would confess. And I mean, considering the way Mizaki is, of course, Uzui couldn't just confess and get the right response. Like he sort of did, but like get the response that he wanted. And the reason why I say he's emotionally unavailable is because if he was available, I think he would have put more effort into his confession to her and getting a legit response from her. And so like when you're deciding to go for somebody that is like that, you are just as emotionally unavailable because why would you hold on to to somebody that is not purposefully, she's not doing it on purpose, but she is stringing him along. And that's because he is just as emotionally unavailable. And I say that because my second point is that he wasn't very open. Like I think episode 19, right? So the first one we reviewed for this episode, he wasn't answering her questions. Meanwhile, he knew all of this stuff about being like English butler stuff, etiquette, like what they needed, told her exactly what needed to be done, which was great, right? All these things we're learning that are brand new on episode 19. And she's sort of asking questions and he's hedging about it. That's another thing that goes towards him being emotionally unavailable. I feel like it's a banana split thing because I mean, obviously he's okay with it. And I think if she was more available, maybe he would do something about it, but he's just as secretive. And I think there's more to that. Like, I didn't even really think about it that way. It's almost like a catch-22. Like, maybe he's waiting to open up until she opens up, but, like, she doesn't want to open up because she's so scared and hesitant to, and, but maybe if she knew more, she would open up. So it's just kind of like this weird circle. It is. It is. Do you have any banana splits? I do. I have one, but it's really not nearly as deep as what you have. <laughs> so Yukimura had such sweet things to say about Usui and Misaki. And I just thought it was kind of dumb that Kano just came to the conclusion that he meant it romantically about Misaki, thinking that he had a crush or something. Especially since Yukimura's first reply was that Misaki and Usui are the quote golden combination. I just thought it was a stupid conclusion. Yeah, I thought that that was a dumb conclusion as well. Like, yeah, come on, man. But it was cute, like, hearing him say all the sweet stuff about them. Yeah, true. Do you want to head into Ice Cream You Scream? I don't have any hot fudge. I don't know if you have any. I don't think it's hot fudge, so I think this is actually more Ice Cream You Scream. I had two things. So one was about the janitor thing that I mentioned earlier. These children are being worked to the bone in this high school. That's very annoying. And we got to see faculty this time. So it's like, it's nice to see you guys. But like, literally, where is the other faculty that need to be doing their job? Because these kids shouldn't be responsible for this many things. And then they're also trying to learn and have a life like this all shouldn't be going together. Yeah, like where is the funding to this school going? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, like, is there like a big gambling ring? Like, <laughs> Uh, maybe that's where they are. It's just split between these two faculty members. They're the only ones. They're the only <laughs> ones that care. And then the rest of them are in a gambling ring. I don't know, in league with Miyabi Gaoka or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, yeah, like I said, we're on episode 21, Mizaki. Come on, girl. Come on. It's been 21 episodes. There has got to be some movement. Yeah. There needs to be more movement. I get it. You know, you weren't really into men because of your trash ass dad. But Uzui has proved himself time and time again to be a credible person. And he is emotionally available when you are also emotionally available. So at this point, like instead of denying it and calling him names that he's not, she needs to realize her feelings. Yeah, I really would like to see some kind of breakthrough in that. I know we have, what, five episodes left or so. I think it would be really interesting because, again, I watched this in 2014 and all of my memories of it have gone. But I think it would be interesting if she has this breakthrough that she has feelings and she wants to act on them, but she doesn't know how. Like, maybe she could go to... I know it's, like, funny, but my first thought was, like, Owie. Just, like, someone to confide in because they've both confided in each other, it seems like. And maybe talk about it with them because they've been so perceptive of her feelings or even Yukimura. But I don't know if Yukimura could be much of a help because he's kind of just, uh, he's so shy and he wouldn't know what to do. And he doesn't know their relationship as intimately as, like, maybe the maids do. But it would be interesting to see her have this discovery and grapple with it and want to act on it but not know how to. I feel like that would be really interesting to watch instead of this will they won't they back and forth one thing i could say i'm glad that we have like the little moments that we do have within the series it's just that i think it would just be nice if we just kind of fully went into like the climax of it like the love the feelings the hard eyes the emotions the what what if i say it what if i don't say it i really want us to get there i do too and like even talking about this is giving me kimi ni teroke vibes and i don't know if you've seen that or not so i don't want to say anything i would love it if we watched that it's 37 episodes though i don't know if it would be a little long but it's one of my favorite shows like i did a painting of one of the scenes like i love it so much i don't think i've watched the anime but i did read part of the series illegally <laughs> you know guys i mean you can buy it but yeah so i wouldn't mind checking that out yeah yeah just keeping this the statement spoiler free um for those who have watched it there's stuff that happens like leading up towards the end of the show and i like the way that the plot went with that and i'm not gonna say anything more than that because i don't want to give anything away yeah, but we are an ice cream, you scream. That whole bit was, I guess, um, there there was a, a segment that I haven't known how to work in, which was our pretty please with a cherry on top, like things we would like to see. This all kind of happened on the fly. I don't have any notes for anything I just said. So if we did have a pretty please with a cherry on top segment, that would have been under it. <laughs> yeah. But um, getting back into ice cream, you scream, I don't really find anything redeemable about Shintani myself. I mean, being food motivated, I do appreciate, but to a point, like, I feel like it's his entire personality and like, he's just like kind of weird. So it's hard to see him as any kind of worthy rival in, as the title suggests for Usui personally. Yeah, I don't think that Usui should take it seriously. He's going to because that's what he does. Yeah. And I also think in general, introducing somebody this late in the game. Yeah. My brain's tired. Like, <laughs> I was just like, okay, the food guy. Yeah. I don't even think it's a, like a legitimate thing. And she was in the middle of basically turning him down while she was talking. He just hugged her. Yeah. He just invaded her personal space 
immediately without asking. Yeah, I didn't really like that. But otherwise, I mean, I think this was pretty eventful, you know? The most thing that I liked in this episode was the fact that Kano spoke for us. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, I, I really appreciated him like being the ambassador viewer. <laughs> Do you have some more ice cream you scream? Nope. I just have a couple. There was a point in the episode where I think Misaki had to tend to Shintani a bit around school and Usui got really possessive. Like she can't have an afternoon free when there's a new weird student to keep track of. He was like, I was looking at you the whole time. You were looking at me too, weren't you? Like you can totally back off for a whole afternoon, dude. Yeah. Usui stop. Like <laughs> Usui stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Usui stop. Like, I feel like it's just one step forward, ten steps back, over and over. Uzui, please, just be a stand-up man. Honestly. My very last, well, I guess there's technically two more, and one will be a statement, and I will just save it for the last. They're talking when Shintani is like, I told her I would follow her for my whole life or something, and the guys are like, huh, that's weird. Normally, it's the other way around. A girl should follow a guy. Please stop. Everyone stop, not just Usui. Can't people just like people? It doesn't have to be a gender thing. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you like someone, go for it, regardless of gender. That bothered me. Right, it's just like honestly confess and then let it go yes yes that's really all that's like necessary you know like confess and let it go right no one needs to be following anyone anywhere unless they were asked <laughs> yeah and also just to say that it was said more r word in this episode arbitrary ice cream you scream at this point um, but just gonna leave it at that because we we harped on it a bit yeah they need to get in line too translators i really hope that stops for the last few episodes same but that's all i got that is also all i got as well all right well that brings us to the end of episode seven of shoujo sunday if you would like to keep up with us, you should follow us on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we should be there. We should. You should look for us. Yes. And if you want to keep up with us on social media, we are at Shoujo Sunday across all the social platforms. Chica, where can the folks find you? You guys can find me at Chica Supreme. That's Chica with a K, not two C's. Supreme. And I'm Chica Supreme across all platforms. I'm Gianna Luna. You can find me at Gianna underscore Luna underscore across social platforms. I am most active on Twitter and Instagram if you want to get in touch. And that's Gianna with one N, please. And thank you. So next week, we will be discussing episodes 22 through 24 we are so close to the end of maid sama and i'm looking forward to it we will see you then goodbye bye, bye.